Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary. Every week, we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. And today, our very special guest is Betsy Kopstein-Stutz. Welcome, Betsy. Thank you for inviting me. Hello, Sarah, and hello, Jonah. Betsy, it's a delight to have you here on Radio Rotary, and you're Rotarian, and uh, you are a past district governor. And uh, tell people what what that is exactly. Well, I had the privilege of being a past district governor of our district, which is District 7210, and that encompassed 66 clubs in eight counties. And so I got to visit all 66 clubs and to motivate them to do what Rotary does best, helping the community and helping internationally. And speaking of helping internationally, I know that you've got a program that's very, very close to your heart, and that is the Peace Program. Tell us a little bit about that. It's a wonderful program. It's been in existence now a little over six years, and they realize that one of the things that Rotors should be doing is training people to help with conflict resolution. And so they designed a program where each year... 60 fellows now go to uh, an option of seven different universities and get a master's degree in many different subjects relating to peace. They can get a sub, they can get a master's degree in international relations, public administration, sustainable development, peace studies, conflict resolution, or even something in a related field. And if they don't want to do that, they if, get a master's degree. They can also get a professional uh, certificate of Peace and Conflict Resolution, and that's a smaller program, and that is 25 fellows each uh, semester that they have for that kind of program. And these are people that study in universities around the world or just here in the yes, United States? Yes, no, it's, which is marvelous. The universities, let me tell you where you could study, and actually they encourage people going to different universities, not staying within your own country, because they feel that this would help those students who are going to really understand different medias and different cultures and be, be more successful in their career. So some of the particular universities are, they have a University of Queensland in Brisbane, Australia. They have also in West Yorkshire, England, University of Bradford, and then Buenos Aires is University of Salvador, and Tokyo, International Christian University, and in uh, Bangkok, that's where they have the Professional Development Center, and that's Chulalongkorn University. Uh, in the United States, we have it in Duke and the University of California, Berkeley. And how long, give us an idea of how long the timeline is for each of these programs. There's a degree program and a certificate program. So let's start right. with the degree program. Sure. The, the degree program varies by university, but it can go anywhere between 15 to 24 uh, months. That is that particular master's degree. Again, it depends upon the university. Whereas the other the certificate. Uh, certificate is just really a three-month uh, course. So what would be the difference between the criteria of applying to the different programs? Clearly, when you say master's Masters, we're making the assumption that that is a graduate level program. Correct. It is a graduate level, but there also you actually could apply to different, uh, both of them by being having the same kind of background. Um, what it, they're looking for is people who are really interested in the concept of being mediation and in peace. Uh, the they don't accept someone right out of undergraduate school. Well, they you really, have no life experience, exactly, and that's really important. And so they really want you to have a three years or so of a life experience that you're you have a better opportunity to being 
more successful because you're really more directed in what you want to do. So give us a typical background of someone who would be applying. When you say, obviously, you're not right right out of your undergraduate degree program, what type of job backgrounds or life experience background would someone typically be p- applying? It's very interesting because we did have one of our uh, people from our district, we were so happy, he's named Arthur Romano, who did get this. And this was about four years ago. And his background, he was a uh, in the Peace Corps. And so he... Had a been, natural. A natural. And so uh-huh. he'd spent several years as a hands-on in, in another country and, and really learning that culture. So that's one of the... Oh, typical type of backgrounds, but you could have spent uh, some time in another country um, just volunteering, not necessarily with even in a program that's exact like a Peace Corps program. But we really want someone who's had that kind of experience um, or is working for a global uh, NGO type of, of company too, and that would be fine too. So we want someone who's had experience on the international level. Now, Betsy Kopstein-Stutz, uh, who's talking about the World Peace Program sponsored by Rotary, we've got somebody listening right now who I know is interested in applying for this. Um, where and who should she co- uh, contact? Well, the first thing you need is to go on the web. And I know that those people who are probably interested in applying are very good webmasters. You know, they are, know what to do. And they go to rotary.org. And on that they will actually see the information about the program to see whether they actually would be a good candidate. And then there is also the application on there, and that would be the download. And the next thing, once they do that, they apply to their local Rotary Club because it, it is has a process. First, they give their application to the Rotary local Rotary Club. And if the Rotary Club wants to, they're the ones that sponsor that student. And then they send it on to the district level. And at the district level, there is a committee, and the committee receives this application and does interviewing roughly the month of March and April, because by July 1st, it has to be into Rotary International. And then if Rotary International decides to interview, they take it on from there. And that's the sort of the process as far as dates go. So again, the place to go would be rotary.org. Is there information on our website, on our uh, regional There is. District is it, well, you can go on from Rotary 7210. There is information on there. There's also a link that you can go from our Rotary 7210 district uh, website to go into Rotary International. Well, but you can everyone, always use the search engine. Right. Everyone should get a pencil and paper because we will repeat this information later in the broadcast, but it's Rotary, R-O-T-A-R-Y dot org, and not only can you find the information about applying for this scholarship, you'll also be able to touch on the club locator button and find out where your local club is, and if you want to join the fun of Rotary, just show up to the breakfast, lunch, or dinner meeting, uh, introduce yourself, and you may find yourself a member, but certainly if you want to be sponsored for this scholarship, uh, you want to go to rotary.org. Let me remind our listeners, they're in tune with Radio Rotary on the Hudson Valley Radio Network. Our very special guest, Betsy Kopstein-Stutz. My co-host is Sarah O'Connell. And uh, I'm Jonah Trebois. Now, Betsy, our listeners always like to know a little bit about the person themselves. So tell us how you became a Rotarian and, and uh, what's your general professional background that you bring to Rotary? I'd be delighted to. Um, I'm a part of a Rotary family, which, by the way, is very important. All our Rotarians, when they join, their entire family joins, and so they get all involved. And my dad was a Rotarian, and so I used to hear a lot about that at home. And so uh, 
when women were allowed to join. Thank that, you, Betsy, for bringing encouraged. that up. Which was encouraged. allowed, <laughs> excuse encouraged. me. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> in the late 1980s, I was invited to join. And at that particular point, I became part of the Poughkeepsie South Rotary Club. So it was my pleasure to, to join such a wonderful organization, having heard so much about it in my life. Well, now, Betsy, that brings <laughs> us to Poughkeepsie South Rotary Club. I understand, I've ha- I have it on very good authority, that you were instrumental in inspiring the Vassar Rotaract Club. Oh, I think you, if, that's true. Rotaract is <laughs> yes. first. A Rotaract, tell us a little bit about Rot- it. Rotaract is a wonderful organization, and we're we're constantly putting. Uh, we're actually even sponsoring a new Rotaract, which is going to be a, it's a community Rotaract, which is out of Nubian Directions down in the city of Poughkeepsie, which I, is wonderful. Another wonderful organization. Exactly. I, I have to confess, I've heard so much about you prior to oh. today's show from Jackie Law <laughs> at uh, at Vassar, who is the right. sitting president of their Rotaract Club. Rotaract being, of course, the college level Rotary initiative and the Interact being the high school level and all of which need they they need to be sponsored by a rotary club they we kind of parent them or birth them basically so right so and it's then, our our pleasure we do and we i have to really brag a little bit about our poughkeepsie south club because not only do we sponsor a road to rotaract club so actually we're really not officially a sponsor of vassar rotaract club but we are because i work at vassar and that's my professional job um i am very much involved in vassar Rotary Rotaract Club, but it really, truly, I have to say, is sponsored by the Arlington Club because it's connected to it. But we sponsor three different Interact that are made up of what we call special students. They're really students from BOCES, and so um, I think our club should be very proud of that because that's we do the three Interact Clubs and the City of Poughkeepsie Rotaract Club, so we really do a lot. Well, that's great outreach. And, and I know... I know that Betsy has always had a very special interest in young people because uh, in her capacity uh, in Vassar, she has always sent out interns into the big world including interns at my office at New York State DEC. So Betsy and I have go, by, go way back. Oh, my goodness. That's you see, it is, you learn really something nice. all the time. <laughs> here I am sitting here knowing both of you, and that, that comes up. What exactly do you do at Vassar, Betsy? Uh, I am very lucky. I co- help to coordinate the academic internship program at Vassar, and we put over 500 students in the community and New York City um, to apply what we call experiential education, a different form of learning, and our students love it. That's terrific. Now, also, you mentioned the Nubian Project, and the executive director of the Nubian Project has is he Robert be- Wright, and, and he's, 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 he's a, a mem- Rotarian. He's a he's, new Rotarian. He's a new Rotarian. He's a member of our club, a new Rotarian. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So we're very pleased. And uh, he was down at the UN. Uh, yes, he we was. Saw, didn't we see him with Nate? That's one right. Of, one, of, Nate them, one of the members. Absolutely. Of um, Nathaniel, yes. as he prefers to be called now, right. has quite a story. And maybe that, that's going to be worth uh, talking about again, Joan, well, on the and air we're here. We're going to be bringing uh, extensive coverage of our UN Day uh, remote program uh, a little bit later in the uh, in the season. Yeah, as you know, Betsy, because that's the last time I think I saw you, Joan and I had the honor of not only attending the conference, but also being able to, as the Radio Rotary uh, representatives, to interview quite a few interesting people there. And uh, Jackie Law and Nathaniel both were presenters at the United Nations Day this past year, so... Well, Betsy Kopstein-Stutz, let me ask you uh, about, again, the uh, peace program and the scholarship. 
Um, have you yourself had an opportunity to go overseas to uh, see any of these people in action, or have they come back and reported to you? They've actually come back and they've done reporting to us. Um, we haven't. We've more heard from most of our ambassador scholars rather than we ha- we've only had one peace scholar, mainly because you have to realize there are so many districts who apply for this particular honor, and it's a lot of money. And so since there are only 60 now chosen each year, we have, we've only had one from our district. So we've, it, this Arthur Romano, I have not actually um, heard him speak to all of us. I missed the meeting when he came back and gave it his talk. So I have to admit, I didn't hear him personally. Now, you also mentioned ambassadors. Uh, what's that all about? That's another. We have so many programs here uh, in in Rotary that are absolutely amazing. I don't think people realize that Rotary gives over a $25,000 scholarship, which is called an ambassador scholarship. It's one of the most... most money given to any kind of uh, scholarship to a student who can study in a another country and work on a master's degree at another university. They're not limited like the Peace Scholarship to these particular universities. The difference is, is that each district governor in each of the districts elects to use some of their district-designated funds in order to do this kind of scholarship. Um, Carol Choi, who was our past district governor, elected to do this kind of thing. But uh, our current district governor, Jeff Keon, and I don't believe our upcoming district governor, David Green, has elected to spend some of their designated funds in this fashion just because they prefer it to go uh, and deal more with world uh community uh, projects that they would like to do, more service projects. Let me remind our listeners that they're in tune with Radio Rotary right here on the Hudson Valley Radio Network. Our very special guest, Betsy Kopstein-Stutz, talking about the uh, peace program and scholarships and other Rotary events. I'm Jonah Trebowasser. My co-host is Sarah O'Connell. And we'll be back with more of our interview with Betsy after these important messages. This tree was never chopped down because this crutch never needed to be carved because these legs never grew weak because this child never got polio. Over the past 20 years, Rotary Club members have helped immunize over 2 billion children against polio. Now we're on the brink of eradicating this crippling disease once and for all. But we need your help. Thanks to an historic matching grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, every dollar Rotary raises will work twice as hard to make sure vaccines reach the people who need it, to protect the children of the world against polio forever. This is an opportunity to end polio now. Visit rotary.org slash end polio. Rotary. Humanity in motion. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. Um, today, Jonah and I are joined by Betsy Kopstein-Stutz, and we're here. We're in the studio. We've been talking about a lot of very exciting global things, Betsy, with you. And now we want to cover a little bit about your specific involvement in Rotary and some of our com- more community 
um, events and topics. So take it away. Oh, well, thank you again, Sarah. <laughs> I, as you know, like you can tell I really enjoy talking about all these things that are I'm involved in. Yes, your passion <laughs> is very contagious. <laughs> Which is really great. So there are so many programs that Rotary is involved in, and, and I have in the past been very fortunate to start out. I joined Rotary. It's kind of amusing. I joined Ro- Rotary in October, and by November I was the district inbound chair of the youth exchange program. Wow. So I got that's was, a big job. It was a huge <laughs> job. Um but it was it's really became one of my favorite parts of Rotary. I think I love any part of Rotary that has a connection to the international and global world. And so I got the the really the privilege of bringing my very first year 26 students in from many different countries cuz I didn't know that you were supposed to get the host family first, and so when any, anyone, <laughs> when so you everyone, put them all up in your house. I put exactly. So I said, "Oh, sure, we'll take them. We'll take them." And then all well, of a sudden, I had to find twenty six hosts. So well, it was being very a master, maybe you could have uh, gotten a dorm. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that, so it was kind of funny. So that was my first experience, and from there, I went and became chair of the uh, youth exchange program, which again is near and dear to my heart. And from then, I followed on to head the group study exchange. Uh, again, Tell us what the difference is between those three programs so people sure. understand our listeners. So this is really, so the, the Youth Exchange Program is the opportunity to study here for a year for a high school age student. And the Red Hook Club, which Joan was a part of, has become, they were a wonderful club and part of the entire program because each, uh, there are seven, seven different weekends that the students spend that are special. Um, and one of the weekends that they spend are, are, is up in Red Hook with their, with their Interact Club. So these students come here from all over the world to study in our schools for a year and to really exchange their cultures and learn about ours. And they usually stay in three different families. And then they have, as I say, these seven special weekends. One of them is at uh, the West Point. Uh, then they go to Phoenicia and they do some skiing and and rappelling. Um, so it, it's an, a marvelous they, opportunity. Yeah, the Red Hook Club takes them down to uh, Manhattan, and it looks like that old movie with uh, Gene Kelly and Frank Sinatra with the sailors. They, you know, the Bronx is up on the town. Down. On the town, thank you. We take them all over in Manhattan. <laughs> and Betsy, isn't okay. it true that the Youth Exchange is actually a two-way street because we do send American students overseas uh, as part of that same program? Absolutely, and that's something that everyone who is listening should really be aware of. Because if you have a child who is re- usually between a sophomore or junior in a high school uh, time frame, they would love to spend a year, and it is the best program out of all the inter. Uh, exchange programs that are run. Um, it's the most economical, and you get the most for your money, and it's actually the best run. So again, I'm a little bit prejudiced about this. <laughs> so if you're interested in that for your own uh, uh, student at home, uh, go to that website, rotary.org, R-O-T-A-R-Y.org. Go on the club locator button, find the, uh, put in your, um, your local community and find your local club and ask them about it. And by the way, while you're there, you might be interested in becoming a Rotarian. That's true. It's an open invitation. Anybody who would like to get involved and be a part of some very worthy things, not just globally, but things directly within your own community, you really do make a difference. Now, Betsy Kopstein-Stutz, let's go back to a little bit about um, the the peace program that uh, you've been talking about at the top of the show. Um, give us some more of the details and requirements. If somebody wants to apply for that scholarship, again, going 
to get the forms at rotary.org. What kind of things uh, should they prepare, be prepared to show? Well, they certainly should be prepared that they have a proficiency in a second language. Um, it's quite important, and also that they should have some strong leadership skills. That's a key. And then usually like a minimum of three years combined paid or unpaid uh, full-time relevant work experience for the master's degree, and probably five years relevant experience with current full-time employment for in a mid-to-upper-level position to go for the professional development certificate. So that's it. And I have to say, one of the things that's kind of sad, that is for our Rotarians, if they're related to them, and that's the, or even an employee of that, or spouses spouses or lineal descendants, they can't apply. But if you're a Rotaract person, you right. can apply. So well, that's a little that? bit nice. Well, so there, there are some guidelines. There are some guidelines, but, exactly, but it's not so bad. So we really want to expose this program for to people who really don't know anything about uh, Rotary. So that's their opportunity. That's terrific. Now, uh, Betsy, tell us about uh, your own personal involvement with your club in um, Southern Duchess, right? No, we're Poughkeepsie Southern South. Poughkeepsie, Poughkeepsie no, South. Poughkeepsie, Poughkeepsie South. South. I knew the word South, South was Correct. Yeah. Well, Town South. Poughtown South. It's I a wonderful it. club. It meets yeah. at Cappuccino every Monday at 1215. And although we're small, we're very, very active. And as you, as I mentioned before, we really sponsor these wonderful youth clubs. Aren't you the oldest club? In the area, is Poughkeepsie South the oldest club? No, it, I have to say it, Poughkeepsie, Poughkeepsie in oh, okay. our area, Poughkeepsie right. Club. One of the oldest clubs, though, happens to be Kingston. Right. So right. Kingston is really, they, the, they, they've they, experienced they're their 90-something. They're, they're going to be in their 90s. Yeah. 